0: everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I am Quinn, your Keeper of Monster and Mysteries. With me today are Hannah.
1: Hi, I'm Hannah,
2: and I play Jera the Crooked. Tio. Hi, I'm Tio, and I play
3: Constance the Expert. And Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle. I play Alvin the Monstrous. Last time,
0: the three of you regrouped back at Constance's studio after a riotous performance by Hellablue Day One Headliner, Roots in the Air. With an assist from the Daylight Society and Constance's boonie, You were able to figure out the likely source of the supernatural disturbance. An entity known as the Hollow Circus had inked a contract with the jackalope, giving it editorial control over the festival. After getting patched up by Cecilia, you returned to Hullabaloo and located the oddly unassuming pavilion housing the circus. Upon entering, Alvin was greeted by tar-thick darkness and the sound of a violin, played by none other than your arch-nemesis, Dorian.
3: Dorian. I punch him. <laughs> I did knock the violin right out of his hands.
0: Oh! Dorian is about 15 feet away from you as he stops playing the violin and lowers it down. I try to make my arm go real long. Okay. So you, you just start swinging in place? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, you come here. Mm,
3: I don't think so. Dorian, you son of a bitch. Strong words. And not in the cool, we're friends from old times and now we just saw each other. Not that son of a bitch. You actual son of I. You suck. I'm really feeling the anger, Alvin. How old are you? Old enough.
1: That doesn't fucking mean anything. You... Oh, I'm old enough. Look <sighs> at me. I'm Dorian. I'm the specter of
2: some unspeakable evil. Oh, look at me. I spit on him.
3: His disg... <laughs> The two of you are, are still- Are you guys outside. in the tent? Oh, yeah, no. that's
1: right.
2: Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay,
1: we, so say. we don't know that
2: it's shitty Dorian? Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry,
1: go I'm well, just standing outside shit-talking Dorian. <laughs>
0: you yeah, know, we're
1: just yeah,
2: you know,
0: unrelated. Yeah. I mean, I believe that. Man,
2: Dorian sucks. He really does.
0: I was wondering how long it was gonna take you to get here. No. I'm watching for a while now. I know your track record isn't stellar, but
3: you usually wind up at the big bad. Yeah, we usually almost die, but this time, we're ready for you. Also, your regular person disguise, not very good. You're pretty much the same. Like, your bad version is like your normal version. How would, I don't even know
0: how he would respond to that.
3: Yeah, stumped him, I charge.
0: <laughs> you run at him?
3: Yeah, I'll tackle him. While well, he's thinking about it, and he can't come up with a cool response.
0: I think you've offended finally, him. Finally, finally. It's like, how dare you? How dare you? And uh, you spring forward. And as you do, the distance between you and this spotlight on Dorian mm-hmm. seems to grow. It gets longer and longer, even though you're moving forward. And Dorian stands up and says, "Now, oh, Alvin, can't jump to the ending like that. And the light goes out and you are plunged into darkness. JR and Constance. You are standing outside the pavilion. It's been about five minutes, and Alvin has not yet returned.
1: Do you think we should go inside? (sighs) Speaking of which, Dorian sucks, doesn't he? He's just the fucking worst. Uh, You know, I was just thinking
2: about that, too.
1: He's so terrible. I really, I don't look, I I don't normally, oh, who am I kidding? I would love to see Leon break up with him, but I can't be too obvious
2: about it, although- I feel he like know
1: how much I hate him.
2: I hate Leon the most out of everyone here. I I just dislike him the that's most. That's fair. And I think he can do so much better than Dorian. So what does I that know. say about Dorian? You know. I know.
1: I know. Now that's fair. Leon is a lovable pest. Mm-hmm. Look, so- he's grown
2: on me.
0: Y'all are having this conversation, and Leon <laughs> is pacing back and forth outside <laughs> of the entrance, <laughs> <laughs> not really paying you any mind. And then he turns and looks at the two of you and says. It's been five minutes. I think we should we should go in. Did
1: we say? And you he know starts what? moving that direction. Okay, you're okay. right. You're uh, right. Before Let's we go, go in, before we go in, I have an idea. You may not be aware, but Jr. is a fan of the classics. And if you recall, in the myth of the Minotaur and Theseus, he found his way out of the labyrinth using a piece of string. Now, in the in the <laughs> story, it was a magic string, and in this one, I'm just going to say it's regular string. But I would like to try, Constance. Would you happen to have like a
2: ball of yarn in your backpack? Right. You want to Hansel and Gretel this shit? Yes. Yeah. We can. Yes. We can definitely do that.
0: <laughs> I open up my backpack. I mean, would Constance reasonably have yarn in her backpack? I don't think you really need to roll for this. This just seems like something you would have. Yeah.
1: This seems like right next to the the super glue and. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not going to make you roll for this. Okay. I, I buy that you have yarn just on a
3: daily basis. There's
1: probably like an animal bone in there too. Oh yeah, there's an antler.
3: I do like yeah. how you definitely have yarn in there, but you do have to kind of reach in and are concerned for a second. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I have yarn, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of oh. course I have yarn. Phew. Yeah.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> the one day I wouldn't have yarn. Let's tie one end of the yarn to like a lamppost or a so- some can.
0: There's something you can tie it to. Okay. Go hand it to the corn dog guy. <laughs> you leave it with corn dog Jeff. <laughs> yes.
1: And I am now armed with a corn dog, which, as we all know, has a very pointy stick in the middle. So that's like one harm close mustardy. You have a knife.
2: <laughs> yeah. You do have <laughs> a knife. <laughs> Look. <laughs> A knife
1: in one hand, and I've got a pokey hot dog stick in the other. You've been
3: hanging out with Constance for too long. Yeah,
2: knives are
1: boring. Your
3: improvised weapon game. <laughs> Forget is, that uh, knife. I've got a corn dog now. <laughs> the like finale oh. of this whole
0: story is just going to be you all fighting with like
2: snacks,
0: paper clips, and like beef jerky, <laughs> and yeah. a potato launcher.
2: Beef jerky, when done right, can be very sharp. Oh, yeah. Don't saying. give us ideas, Quinn.
1: Like, next oh, go round, we're going to be like, around. all right, I want to make a magic Dorito gun, that is nothing <laughs> but Cool Ranch Doritos.
3: I'm surprised it hasn't happened already, frankly. <laughs> Listeners, Quinn edited it out. We've tried this three times
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will go first, armed with my knife, my corndog stick, and I'm going to hand the yarn to Leon. He's in charge. He's on yarn duty.
0: Leon is like standing outside the entrance and I think he's actually like poked his head inside. And so as soon as you enter JR, he is right behind you. Okay. Uh what about Kristen?
2: She can be behind Leon or next to him. Look, it doesn't have to be single file.
0: And the four of you enter into the darkness. I'm howling. Howl! <laughs> as you step inside you can hear the distant sound of a coyote howling. It sounds like it's a mile away.
2: Oh, it's definitely Alvin.
0: As soon as you enter, your flashlights grow extremely dim. And the moment that you move them away from the rest of the group, you find yourselves isolated.
2: I don't like this. I don't care for this, Quinn. This is some bullshit. This is some eyes wide shut nonsense (laughs) right here.
0: Constance, up ahead of you as you're walking, You see a spotlight flip on, and you see Dorian.
2: Of course.
0: Art girl. Glad you finally showed up.
2: You know, I really should have trusted my gut. You looked like sewage, and you definitely are just garbage.
0: (laughs) He flips his perfectly coiffed red hair and like runs his hands through it. I don't know. I really liked this one.
2: Oh, that makes it so much worse. And I know oh. you're doing it on purpose. Oh, hold on. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh.
0: Oh. Lots of other people seem to like it too. Leon, Daylight Society.
2: Well, Leon. Hard
0: to win them over.
2: Yeah, it's not hard to win over the slugs outside my house either. <clears throat> Doesn't mean. Hold on. Leon. Oh. Daylight can't Society. Hear me, burn. Right? <laughs> Leon can't hear me, right? <laughs> hey, the Daylight Society. Okay, anyway, we'll get into that.
0: Well, you don't know where Leon is, but as you are having this conversation, Kristen kind of fast walks, runs into you, and like hits you in the back. It's like, oh, Con- okay, Constance.
2: Hey. Ooh. Hey. Dorian? Yeah, he's just as big of a dickhead as we thought he was.
0: He seemed kind of nice to me.
2: Yeah, probably on purpose because he knew. For some reason, he pegged from the beginning that uh, he didn't need to waste his time trying to get to know me. But I'm glad that he spent the energy with you. You deserve that. But he, he is definitely a baddie. Word to the wise, that happens. It, ha- it happens a lot.
0: Strong words, Constance, for someone who's hurt a lot of people. What? And as he says that, another figure steps into the spotlight from the shadows. It is Cecilia. She is holding a oversized wooden mallet, looks like it belongs in a circus act, and she steps and stands next to him. Oh no. And he turns to her and says, You wanted to be strong, Cecilia. No! Strong Fox. enough to hunt monsters. Strong enough to prove them wrong. Now's your chance, Cecilia. And he points to the two of you. There's the monster. Show them what you're made of. And he steps backwards into the darkness, and Cecilia starts lurching your direction, dragging the giant maul.
1: Quinn, this is bullshit. (laughs) Our doctor!
2: I look at Cecilia. Cecilia, I know you're still in there. I know you can hear me. Think about what your family would think. Think about what they would want for you. This is not what they would want for you.
0: You see her jaws tighten as she lifts the mallet off the ground and starts picking up speed.
1: Did we not have this discussion with folks back at the house about if somebody said they wanted to grant them a wish how they were supposed to say no. I distinctly remember having this conversation because I did listen to the episode before we started recording.
3: And I remember
1: (laughs) we had that conversation and did anybody listen? No, apparently not. Apparently Cecilia was not fucking listening to that conversation. She is not in the club anymore. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. This is an automatic revocation of membership. uh, I hold on. You
0: assume she made the deal (laughs) when she arrived here and not long before.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I look at Cecilia and I go I'm sorry what happened to you is my fault I should have been a better mentor don't go this route for him don't be this thing's tool you are so much better than that
0: roll to manipulate someone
2: (gasps) oh boy (laughs) oh that's a five
3: Um, the reactions oh, no. are the same when it's really good and really bad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. They are,
0: it's very confusing.
2: Because <laughs> I have no charm, man.
0: Mm-hmm. I think you say this and Cecilia stops and for a moment her eyes clear and she looks at you and just the faintest hint of a smile appears and then she drops one hand from the mall and as she does so, you see a bright red circle light up and she falls to the ground in screaming pain.
1: Great, Quinn, this sucks.
0: Kristen like looks at you and she's like, should we we help her, should should we not help her? What do we do, Constance?
2: I put my hand- I need
0: more than a hand signal, more than a thumbs up. What do we do?
2: (laughs) I put my hand on Kristen's shoulder and I go, I know this is not what you wanna hear, but I don't know the answer either. We're gonna figure it out. And I hand Kristen the net gun and I go, and I know that you can do this. You have all the talent and all the quick thinking and all the heart to do this. I am gonna go try to help Cecilia, but someone needs to be here to capture whatever this is when the time is right.
0: Okay, okay, all right, I got this, I got this.
2: You do, you do, and you have all of us here to help you.
0: And she turns and faces into the darkness and shouts, Clown Demon! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like her. Yeah! <laughs> go Chris She's got good sidekick material. I'm going
2: to run
0: towards (laughs) Cecilia. You turn to face Cecilia, and she has stumbled back to her feet and picked the giant wooden mallet back up and is squared off against you. Okay. You can see there's blood dripping down the handle of the mallet.
2: I am going to pull out of my backpack the photo that Cecilia gave me back in the day. I think I put it in the backpack, and I never took it out.
0: Roll preparedness.
2: Eh, it's a six.
0: Oh. You are rooting around in your bag and you take your eyes off Cecilia for just a moment. And Mm -hmm. as you do, she moves with striking quickness and you feel the heavy blow of the giant wooden mallet. You're gonna take two harm and your backpack is knocked into the darkness as you fall to the ground.
2: Uh, I am gonna roll, it wasn't as bad as it looked. Okay. so that I can heal to harm and stabilize my wounds really quick. Roll plus, cool. Oof, I gotta get new dice because that's a good old four. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, my God. oh, so there is something that happens. Sorry. What happens? On a miss, I'm going to die. It was worse than oh it looked. Oh my God. The keeper may inflict a harm, move on you or make your wounds unstable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, your wounds are already unstable because you're at five harm. <laughs> yep. So I'm going to say that You try to shrug this off, and you plant your hand to get back up, and you realize that your arm is broken. Oh my god. Cool, cool, cool. You're going to have a minus one on anything related to using that arm. And as you realize the extent of your injuries, and you start scooting away, the spotlight follows you, and so does Cecilia. JR. Yes? You have found yourself in the darkness after almost immediately being separated Ahead of you, as you're stumbling, you see a spotlight come on. Sitting on a circus podium is Dorian.
1: Oh, fuck.
0: AJR, hey, nice of you to join us.
1: JR, nice of you to join us. Yep, yeah, what do you want? Obviously, you're the one behind this, which I feel like I'm going to be doing a lot of. I told you so to Leon, but uh, what's your deal? What do you want? I want the key. Okay, well, you're not gonna get the key, so.
0: I can't say I'm surprised by your intransigence. It's always been this way, hasn't it? Since Ooh, not...
1: intransigence, S E T word. <laughs> like, I don't have time for this bullshit. I don't have time for the niceties. What do you want? Other than the key.
0: You don't recognize me, do you?
1: No. Thought
0: you might have put it together. Shame. And Dorian rests his forehead in his hands and starts massaging his temples. And as he does so, the skin starts to peel away.
1: Oh, gross.
0: And Dorian's face slips off. Oh, boy. The first thing that occurs to you, Jr., when you come to on the floor of the Getty Art Museum after an indeterminate amount of time, Is that you are covered in blotches of viscous red liquid, though you cannot tell in your days whether it is paint or blood. It doesn't matter, though, really, because you have a far more pressing concern. The room around you is absolutely engulfed in fire. Every direction you turn, it is voraciously devouring the building, bathing everything in smoldering radiance. What do you do?
1: Um, can I see Spectre anywhere?
0: Why don't you roll to read a bad situation? Uh,
1: that's going to be an eight.
0: On a seven to nine, hold one.
1: What's my best way out?
0: I think you look around, and your mind immediately goes to the fire exit. There's a fire. You should probably head for the fire exit. Yeah. And the path is reasonably clear, but... Amidst the flames, you can see a silhouetted figure, and I think you can tell immediately that it is not Spectre. It is tall and human-shaped, but you immediately recognize that it cannot be human. For one, its angles and proportions are all wrong, like something was trying to sculpt a human being without having ever seen one. More obviously though, it can't be human because it is literally standing in the fire
1: I would like to go a different way, yes.
0: Your best way out is through the atrium.
1: That's the way that I go.
0: You turn and flee, making your way out through the smoke-filled halls. I think as you escape, you have to pass through several large blazes that you just can't get around and you're going to take too harm from the fire. Okay. You reach the atrium to find the lights on, but it is unoccupied. Whoever may have been in here before is not now.
1: I'm going to go out the way that I came in, and I'm just going to run.
0: You sprint out through the courtyard and the central garden. And I think as you flee, you see an unmarked black SUV and several FBI agents hauling a unconscious form that you recognize to be Spectre to that vehicle. What do you do? I keep running. One of the agents does notice you and makes a move to pursue, but they're too late. By the time they spot you, you're gone. Do you try to go to the extraction point or do you just run?
1: Oh, no, I just run. Okay. Because one person's been compromised, I don't know who else has been compromised. So I just bolt.
0: Then I think the last thing we see is Jr disappearing out of the Getty Museum grounds, over the ridgeline, and into the rolling California hillside. Standing before you is a faceless figure, limbs suddenly, strangely out of proportion. You recognize it immediately as the entity that you beheld amidst the flames of the Getty Art Museum.
1: Honestly, this is kind of bullshit. Since I like let it out of the painting, really, it should owe me and not the other way around, if you think about it. I was doing this thing a favor, so.
0: You make so many assumptions, this JR. Is,
1: this is bullshit, this is.
0: That painting such was a my home, my palace, my sanctuary. I put a lot of work into getting it set up. A lot of arrangements were made, and you and that key destroyed all of it.
1: Well, technically, the key didn't do anything. It was a very pointy knife. And if you're going to get mad at anybody, you really should get mad at the FBI, because I was just going to take that painting. I wasn't going to do anything to it. Yes. Agent Pax? Uh you know, they, they're with the FBI, so
0: in time <laughs> I think they too will pay, but for the time being, now the only way that I can ensure my safety is that key. It was mine a long time ago, you know.
1: I mean you say that I actually did know that, so this is this is new useful information for me. Where did it come from? Since we're in a like sharing mode.
0: I'd be happy to tell you all about it if we can strike a deal. And the faceless man extends a hand and it covers about half the distance between you. Oh,
1: that's super creepy. Oh boy, you, right? you, you cannot do that. In part. like You need to give people a warning. That's
0: Is this better? And instead, his hand shrinks and he moves towards you without moving.
1: It's, I mean... On a scale, it is definitely less creepy than you stretching your hand out, you just like moving without walking, is still creepy, but it is an improvement. So, yes. I can't make a deal until I know the terms.
0: Quite simple. I want your assistance. There's a safe place for me, far from here. But the key is needed to open it. And frankly, I think you- would have a better chance of doing it with the key than I would. Open the door, and I'll leave this place.
1: Do I get any time to think about this? Also, like, I'm gonna make my hand not be caught in candy anymore, because that could be, that could be pretty useful. Like, what's the, what's the, the time on this?
0: Go ahead and take five or ten minutes. We'll see how long your friends last. I'm sorry? Oh, good. You're here. Hey, babe. And behind you, you see Leon. <laughs> babe, I promised that if you listen to what I said, I'd get you back into that lab to figure out what's going on with Alvin. The entrance is just over here, and he steps back, and the spotlight reveals a ladder up to a high wire. All you have to do is walk across, and you'll be there. You just have to listen to me, babe. And Leon starts walking forward. You can see on his palm, there is a bright red circle. Mm-hmm. Alvin, you are standing alone in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Your flashlight is illuminating maybe a foot ahead of you. And from the empty space in front of you, you hear a voice. You know, I was a bit disappointed when you robbed me of my opening act.
3: Alvin finishes howling. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. And is going to become coyote. Okay. Ta-da! That's my opening act. And is going to just close his eyes and focus on his hearing and his smell.
0: I think this is actually... We haven't used this aspect of no limits for you, but I think this is a no limits role Mm -hmm. to do something beyond
3: human limitation. Yeah. While he monologues about his precious opening act or whatever, I'm going to listen for him and try to smell for dorian go ahead and roll no limits
0: nine on a seven and nine you do it but you suffer a consequence you suffer one harm you take minus one forward or you need to rest right now i'll do minus one forward what do you think that looks like is it just like being really immersed in your alternate form that you get clunky in your next move yeah i think
3: it's maybe hyper focused on what he finds and not his awareness is is singular and not really around him he kind of centers himself he focuses he takes a big inhale i kind of play it like he's tapping into that ancestry his guardian ancestry
0: yeah you feel it strong and coursing and through maybe your veins.
3: it's maybe it's distracting because it's a the first time that this has really kicked in in a big way more so than just like he smells good like a dog <laughs> he smells magic now, and that's a whole new scent
0: palette. I like that a lot. So you're working on scenting this out, and you hear this voice. It's been a while since I've gone to the circus, but back in the old days the wolf man was uh one of the star performances. Thought getting with the modern times perhaps wolf woman would have been something good. I have to admit that ploy, that gambit with the key was rather clever. And as he is saying this, you pinpoint him. He's pacing in the darkness about five feet away. Gotcha. I leap. Roll to kick some ass.
3: Fast as lightning.
0: Seven. On a seven to nine, you inflict harm on each other. Mm -hmm. You collide with this figure and you start tearing into it. And as you do so, a spotlight flips on and you see the tall man. He's dressed in the fine suit and burgundy cravat. He's got his long, slicked back hair. And for a moment, he is shocked as you collide with him. But then he reaches down to his side, and he whips out a long sword and stabs it through your stomach. And immediately, you realize something is amiss. Your muscles start to convulse, and you feel a metallic taste in your mouth. Oh, no. And immediately, you can tell that this blade is silver Absolutely, you're gonna take four harm Ooh. including the plus one for the silver Yowser! all right which i believe is two to you yes and
3: he's gonna eat a fistful of claws how much is that that's three damage and ignore
0: armor you rip into his suit and reach where his skin ought to be it feels just like solid rock but you dig through it with your sharp claws, and he recoils and shoves you away, and the two of you stand at the outer edges of this spotlight. You're
3: prepared,
0: He holds up the blade in a guard pose and starts circling you. You know, I really did believe that we could strike a fair
3: deal in all of this. Yeah, I, I circle counter to him in a defensive posture, because Silver is super spooky. He didn't think I'd come prepared.
0: No, that makes sense. I know all about you, little guardian. Hello, folks. It's the Ringmaster here. Sorry to steal the spotlight for a second, but I've got a few announcements to make. First, let's get a big old round of applause for everyone who's been sharing the show with their friends. Yes, by all means, do get more people to tune into this little performance we have going here. The more ears I have to bend, the better. Rate and review five stars, as the kids say these days. By the way, a little blue birdie told me that if you quote tweet about the show using a hashtag monster pod, you might wind up with a character named after you. Insipid jargon aside. Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Oh, I did promise your Keeper I would read an announcement. And I always uphold my end of the bargain. So here it goes. Monster Hour's one-year anniversary... <laughs> that's cute. ...is coming up on August 2nd. To celebrate, they're going to be rolling out a whole cart full of big announcements and special little treats for you next week. It's all still a big secret. So, my lips are sealed. But I can tell you to keep your eyes peeled for a special bonus episode coming out next Tuesday, August 4th. Well, I suppose I better get back to those dullards you all seem to be convinced are the heroes of this story. We'll see what I can do about fixing that. Catch you later. Constance, Cecilia is looming over you with the Giant wooden maul. What do you do?
2: I think I'm going to try to roll away. Cecilia, I'm sorry. I don't blame you. You're doing the best you can. And I'm going to roll away.
0: Give me a roll to act under pressure.
2: Whew, Fadoofa. Oh my gosh. That's a six.
0: Cecilia raises the hammer over her head and starts to bring it down, and you hear a pop, and a net flies out of the darkness and collides with her and snares her, and she goes rolling into a ball about five feet away, and Kristen looks at you from the edge of the shadows and says, we can figure out something else for the clown demon.
2: Agreed. (laughs) Great work. You're a very vital member of the team.
0: Your failure here is that the net gun is is toast, basically. Right.
2: So. Shit. We did have, I mean, wasn't Hannah supposed to roll, though, when it happened?
0: If you want to roll to see if the magic worked, you yeah. can, but a regular net gun is, is sufficient to bag Cecilia.
2: Sure. I'm just curious <laughs> what a magical one would do.
0: Okay. Well, JR, if you want to roll to use magic. Nine. What's your glitch? <laughs>
1: Uh, problematic side effect.
0: All right, I guess we're doing this. So Cecilia is netted on the far side of the spotlight that you're currently in, Constance, Uh, and you can see that net is shrinking quickly. Hmm. Uh, It's Uh, not just weighted down, it is constricting.
2: Kristen, cut her loose. What, I just snared her, she tried to kill you. I know, but look, we, we all have bad days. Just cut it a little bit so she doesn't suffocate.
0: Oh my God, okay.
2: Grab the hammer, grab the hammer so she can't hurt you.
0: Kristen runs over and grabs the hammer and like hucks it your direction <laughs> and it lands with a thud right next to you. And then she pulls out a small pocket knife and starts cutting away different sections of the net.
2: I'm gonna pick up the hammer and attempt to get up.
0: You're back on your feet. Your arm is is definitely broken. So you, there's no way you can wield this hammer. It's way too big for one hand, but you can sort of drag it along with you.
2: That is what I'm doing, and I'm going to walk over to Kristen and kind of pull her away. Like, okay, that's. I think that's good. I mean, what does it look like?
0: The net is kind of still constricting, but like without a full seal, it's not going to cause any more harm. Cecilia is straining against it, trying to break free. I
2: would like to reach into my backpack and find Romanian Ambien, which is like three times as strong.
0: <laughs> okay. A roll preparedness.
2: Ooh, finally, we're getting some good rolls in. That's a nine. Oh, that's not okay. the best roll though. <laughs> uh, it's not. On the seven to nine, you have it, but not here. It will take some time to get it.
0: So you know you you always have some Romanian <laughs> ambient in your pack, which means it must have fallen out somewhere in the tent.
2: Ah, dang it! But
0: it's not. You can't see it in the spotlight, in the illuminated area around you.
2: I look at Kristen and I go, we need to keep moving. She'll just stay here for a bit. If you see some very large pills on the ground, think of like those big fat vitamins that elderly people like to get you. Uh, You know what I'm talking about? Is this tracking with you?
0: Yeah, big pills. Yes. Got it.
2: Man, you're just so quick on the draw with the stuff. You're you're wonderful, Kristen. I just want to let you know that you're wonderful.
0: I appreciate that since we might die.
2: You know, you could die just walking across the street. Here, you're making a real difference for this community. <laughs>
0: oh my god. <laughs> okay, Leslie, nope. Let's, let's go.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: So what are we doing? What's the plan?
2: Let's head in the direction of where we heard Alvin screaming. Howling. Howling. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry.
0: I think she like takes your arm and is like, we can't get separated again. And the two of you start walking, and as you do so, the spotlight overhead goes out. JR. Leon is about halfway between you and the faceless man standing at the base of the ladder that leads up to the high wire. You can't see his face, obviously. He doesn't have one. But you can tell he's looking past Leon at you. And without a mouth, you hear the words in the space between you. Think about it. And he steps backwards into the darkness.
1: I'm gonna run up to Leon and shake him very hard by the shoulders.
0: You run up and shake him and he just keeps walking.
1: All right, I'm gonna like Looney Tunes cartoon style try to like throw myself against him with my hands on his shoulder and like brace so that he cannot walk (laughs) forward.
0: Give me a roll to protect someone.
1: All right. Aw. He is my sidekick. That's a thing. It's a nine.
0: On a seven to nine, you protect them okay, but you'll suffer some or all the harm they were going to get.
1: Does that mean I have to go up there and walk Mm. the tightrope?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to interpret this slightly differently. Okay. (laughs) Leon is trying to push forward. You've braced against him and you've got your feet planted and he can't get any further forward. And he's like trying to like swim past Mm -hmm. you, just trying to get around, but you're blocking him. And so instead what happens is he starts to clench his hand. And it looks like he's going to punch you, but you can see it's the same hand where the circle is. And he starts to groan a little bit and then scream and he falls to the ground, racked in pain.
1: I mean, look, that's better than being up on a high wire, which unless Leon has been taking some kind of YouTube tutorial on tightrope walking and practicing in his backyard, I don't even think he has a backyard. I don't think he knows how to do that. It's not great, but I'd rather him be on the ground and in pain than him up in the air where he is going to fall and die.
0: Okay, he's fallen to the ground in pain. What do you do?
1: It generally goes against JR's instincts, but she does rather like Leon. So I think she's probably going to try and comfort him, but also yell out and see if there's anybody else nearby.
0: So you shout and are met with silence in response. And as you kneel down to tend to Leon, he starts trying to scramble back up.
1: Okay, I'm gonna sit on him. <laughs>
0: okay. You're sitting on him and he is howling, both in extreme frustration and also pain.
1: Yeah, no, this is not super comfortable for me either. But um, I guess what I'm gonna do is, like, is there any spotlight on me? Where's the spotlight? It's-
0: yeah. The spotlight is on you and Leon in front of this ladder.
1: And I can't hear anything. Nope. And I can't see anything other than the spotlight. Correct. Okay. I'm gonna try and use the key to locate where anybody else is.
0: I think this would be observe another place or time. Okay. Uh, What do you say? Locate. Roll to use magic.
1: and that means I have leveled up hooray
3: oh, good. that's
1: great da, 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 da.
0: you hear a voice from the darkness say you're gonna try to use the key in here really Got it. I'll tell you what you're looking for company why don't I make this a uh, full family reunion.
1: You don't really have to do that. You don't have to do that. You don't.
0: And in front of you, you see a spark of light in the darkness and it starts to expand into a bright ring. It is not dissimilar from the window that opened up after the death of the Earth spider. Okay. It appears to open up outside of the tent and through it, you can see Agent Pax. They are standing with 10 Firmament Police Department officers, and they appear to be encircling this tent. Did they find the young?
1: (laughs) Fine, make it a party. Maybe Agent Pax can do something (laughs) about this asshole.
0: It would be fun. The three musketeers back together again, do you really want me to?
1: Quinn, I'm just gonna say this is a real dick move. This whole episode's a real dick move. Um <laughs> just gonna just gonna put
2: that out there. I think it's bringing up some stuff that uh we needed to address for a while, though. <laughs> I mean, just because you didn't send Cecilia a fruit
1: basket, that's not my problem, okay? This is this is a you problem <laughs> that you needed to resolve. We're a team. <sighs> <sighs> I mean, here's the thing. Like, if I say yes, there's not a good way for me to get out of getting caught by Agent Pax.
3: You can still use magic without the key.
1: Not very well. I mean, when I'm going to end up with, like, two cotton handy hands.
3: Can't put handcuffs on cotton candy.
1: <laughs> so I'm looking around. I can't see this person. He's already said, well, let's, like, let's make a party. And I'm like, fine. Fucking make it a party. Bring him in.
3: Yeah.
0: Hmm. Well, good to know how you really feel. And the window in front of you closes. Alvin. Yeah. You and the tall man are circling at the outskirts of this spotlight. What do you do?
3: I use my senses. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to just run in the other direction. All right. Gotta chase
0: me you turn and begin to run and the spotlight overhead goes out
3: i try to smell the ever familiar scent of my two buddies
0: the three of you in the darkness hear a voice distinguished guest it's the moment that you've waited for pined for whined for signed away your soul for you'll be impressed obsessed with the best dressed wonders you behold here built from what you hold dear No need to fear, my motives are quite clear. It's all just an act as long as a deal's near. So without further ado, it's time for the main show. We've had some fun with our heroes, but it's time they know. Fueled by your hunger, your greed, and your mirth, welcome to the Hollow Circus, the greatest show on earth. (laughs) A battery of overhead stage lights flip on in rapid succession, flooding the darkness with light so bright that it burns your eyes. When your vision returns, you can see the tent, now fully illuminated in all of its twisted glory. The three of you are standing at the center of a great ring, surrounded by a scene so colorful and chaotic it feels like it belongs on a movie set. Dozens of performers in vintage circus attire are working their acts feverishly and frenetically. Jugglers are tossing flaming bowling pins between them. A motley clown, with a painted-on smile, is throwing knives at five people strapped to spinning wheels. A woman wearing impossibly high stilts steps right over you, and above her in the shadowy rafters you can see garishly dressed acrobats flit through the air like hummingbirds. All around you, beyond the ring, are stands filled with people. Their faces split wide with rictus smiles, their eyes eager and unblinking as they lap up this harlequin maelstrom. And descending on a cloud swing from the inky blackness above, clad in a red and black tuxedo in clear homage to the ringmaster of old, is Dorian, the tall man. (laughs) And he steps off. He loves himself, doesn't he? Well, what can I say? I've always had a flair for the dramatic and he leans on his sword like it's a cane as all of the axe are in full swing around you. What do you do?
3: I see Constance and JR, and Leon and Kristen.
0: They are visible to you now.
3: I bend my run towards them.
0: The three of you see each other. Constance pretty badly hurt (laughs) with Kristen. crap. JR sitting on Leon, who's screaming bloody murder, uh, and Alvin with a, a pretty serious wound in his stomach.
3: I do like a, you know how when horses rear up? <laughs> yeah. I do that, and then I look, does the crowd like it?
0: The crowd is going wild. I mean, not specifically to you, but when you do that, they, they do seem to cheer. Mm-hmm. If anyone wanted to read a bad situation, yeah. <laughs> you oh. certainly could. Yeah,
3: that sounds like a great time for that. Mm. Constance?
2: Yeah, I probably should. Oh, thankfully, that's better than I've been rolling. That's a solid 10.
0: Good. Okay. Hold three.
2: Okay. How about what's most vulnerable to me?
0: Unfortunately, what's most vulnerable to you is all of the performers. They mostly seem like they're regular people who have been leveraged into this in some uh-huh. fashion. Although potentially dangerous, they are vulnerable to you, as opposed to the tall man, to Dorian.
2: Right. When you say leveraged, do you mean like, Leveraged or whammied?
0: I think you can see pretty clearly all of them have red circles emblazoned into their palms. Mm
2: -hmm. All right. What's the best way to protect the victims?
0: Based on what you know, the best way to protect the victims is to kill Dorian.
2: Right. Okay. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed?
0: I don't know if you've noticed that they are dangers. You definitely have noticed them, but amidst the performers, the clown with throwing knives is Mm -hmm. obviously dangerous. And I think as Dorian walks forward, you see Eve and she has like a torch that she is holding and she puts it in front of her mouth and blows and a gout of fire shoots forward.
3: (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. Excellent.
0: So I think those are probably the dangers you haven't noticed. Are those knives look silver?
3: Yeah.
2: Do those knives look silver?
0: I don't think you would know that per se. Okay, Alvin could probably figure it out, but I don't think Constance you know immediately. Yeah, once I take a knife or two, Alvin, I'll, know. <laughs> I'll know. I'll know. right away.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, if you okay.
0: also wanted to read a bad situation, Alvin, sure.
3: Uh, Seven, okay. hold one. I mean, I mean, specific order. Them knives, silver. But out of the list, what's the biggest threat? What's the biggest threat?
0: You've developed a pretty good attunement to smelling silver I think at this point and you can tell that those knives are not silver the only silver weapon is Dorian's sword
3: great we gotta get rid
2: of that sword okay thoughts uh hmm
3: we have a sword of our own don't we
2: we do yes
3: hey Dorian sword chucking contest how far can you throw that thing
1: you know props for, (laughs) for trying that um
0: I mean, not the deal I wanted, but take it bubbles and the clown turns and heaves a knife your direction. Oh, boy. Go ahead and give me a roll to act under pressure to get out of the way if you would like.
3: Now, would you say that this is pretty weird? Uh,
0: I don't think this is weird.
3: No. I mean, the whole situation is very
0: weird, but (laughs) like trying to dodge a knife is not particularly supernatural. That's,
3: That's super normal. Okay.
0: Well, four. You take a knife to the chest. You take two harm. <laughs> two
3: from a little, little
0: knife. Okay.
3: That's fine, actually. That's actually nothing. I mean, it's just one to you, right? <laughs> no, it's nothing. Actually. I thought the other one was oh, only no, if you Oh, no, it's under were... pressure. That's right. I'm only yeah. acting under pressure. Yeah, I'm unstable.
0: Okay. So Alvin's shouting at Dorian, <laughs> and Dorian turns to Bubbles the Clown, and then the Clown just pegs Alvin with a knife.
3: Ow. Right. You cheater. What did the three of you do?
1: Okay, so we have to get rid of the sword. Is that what we're trying to do?
3: If he's got that sword, he can dice me up real good.
1: Hmm. Trying to think
2: what I could do.
3: What do we know about this guy? He likes deals. Yeah,
2: here's the thing.
3: He likes deals.
2: Look, he's more about wants and desires.
3: Can we unravel him through trickery?
2: Guys, he wants the key. That's what he wants. But why does he want the key? What does he want to do with it? As
1: far as I can tell, go back to a magical land
2: someplace. He wasn't very clear about that. But <laughs> so basically, he wants to retire in a nice place.
3: <laughs> so it, he says so we could or just maybe he wants buy him to... a
2: ticket to Florida. <laughs> well, I was going to say to like the Oregon coast, but sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like Florida might, might not.
3: And there's so many people you can make deals with. Yeah. (laughs) So he says he wants to go back through some portal. I'm not really sure if that's true. Maybe he wants to open it up and bring a bunch more spooks. Yeah. Into our side.
2: Yeah, maybe, although.
0: As the three of you are conferring, (laughs) you hear Dorian behind you very close say, I'm always a man of my word.
1: You see, that seems like All the right, kind of I'm... thing that somebody would be like, trust me. And you're like, you know, if you have to say, trust me, it makes me feel like I can't trust you. Or like somebody who's like, why would <laughs> I, I I would never lie to you. Do, don't you believe me? Again, feels like.
0: The only person here who's broken a deal is Alvin. I'm willing to look
3: past that. I gave you a magic key. You know which That one. was JR's. You knew which one I wanted. You should have drawn a picture or something. You just said get a key from JR.
2: I mean, he obeyed the
1: Listen, letter Listen, if of I the broke deal. a deal,
3: why you cleared the circle, like you ratified it.
2: Yeah, isn't like being pedantic in your repertoire, he just out pedanticed you.
3: <laughs> All I'm
0: saying is that if trust is the issue, it seems like I have more on my
3: ledger.
1: Like, does he want to be friends with us? Is that where this is going? No.
2: It <laughs> feels like he just
1: wants you just want to you want to
3: like, play like <laughs> Xbox
2: or something. I look at at our group and I go, "You guys figure something out. I'm going to distract him in the meantime." And I start walking towards Dory and I'm like, "All right, let's make a deal.
0: It has to be with JR.
2: You're smarter than that. JR might have the key, but who has the key to JR's heart?" <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the bathtub? <laughs>
2: But Constance is being 100% serious. She's pretty sure she can convince, whether it's true or not is another story, but she's pretty (laughs) sure she can convince JR to give up the key if it means all of our lives.
0: Very well. I will repeat what I told her. I want your help to return to a safe space for me. This world, this place, it wasn't meant for creatures like me.
1: Oh, fuck.
0: I want to go somewhere safe. I had a nice home in that painting before JR destroyed it. Had a great deal, man named Dorian. But unfortunately, all that's gone now, and there's not enough magic left to make it work again. But with that key, I can go to a place that's safe for me. In return, I will abrogate all of the deals here. I will leave your town in peace and you will never see me again.
3: What makes this place not safe?
1: Oh, good follow-up question.
3: This whole world is toxic.
1: Okay, point of reference. First, it was an accident in case that makes a difference. It should make a difference. It was an accident. Okay.
0: Only Constance is having this conversation. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. this is, yeah. This is uh, me. Yeah.
2: yeah, you guys are supposed to be thinking of a plan. Yeah, we're so thinking of a plan in your, your minds, him. brainstorm while I'm talking okay. to him. But I'm like, okay. Um,
0: Do we have a deal?
2: Well, if so I'm hearing yeah, you correctly, it sounds like what you want isn't the key. It's what the key can get you. Oh,
0: right? yes, yeah, so you can keep the key. Once okay. you complete this task for me.
2: Will the key still be useful? Or will you be draining all the magic from
0: it? No, it will still work.
2: Oh, so you just want us to send you to your vacation home?
0: I need you to- Is that basically
2: what you're asking?
0: Open the door and secure my place in that world.
2: Do you care how you get there as long as you get there?
0: Oh, there's a very specific way that I need to get there. Well- A door must be opened and my residency- Reestablished.
2: uh-huh how do you re-establish your residence paperwork <laughs> a lot of paperwork
0: <laughs> not wrong it's a uh-huh. credit check
2: it's not like a soul right here, here's what i'm getting at if getting you back to your home is not violent i think we can work a deal out here jr keeps the key we help you get there i don't know how much you know about my background but My family kind of specializes in the weird. Mm -hmm. We have books upon books. All that I have learned and gleaned from my family is that if there's a ritual, you can write it down and you can recreate it. So I'm sure that if we're talking about trust here, if we're going to trust you that where we're sending you is actually a nice place and you're not bringing something to our world, you can trust us to perform that task for you.
0: I can make those assurances. Let's make a deal.
2: I gotta check with my team. Would you trust me if I said yes without checking with my team?
0: Fair enough. Please do. Okay. Perhaps I misjudged you. I should have gone to you first.
2: Well, now you know. Constance's door is wide open. Figuratively. Metaphorically, it's not. (laughs) But figuratively. Or (laughs) metaphorically. Constance feels so cool and then she says that and goes... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me confer. And I like try to like w- my composure back after messing up that very obvious uh, word choice.
1: Okay. Yeah. I go back.
3: Okay. If we can get the people off the wheel. Hey. We can probably get the wheels. And so. Roll them I think and I can probably t- get them and a ticket to and and stack them.
1: easily. I mean, that's not going to be super expensive. Okay. We could okay. I think I have a better idea. Oh? I think oh, I have a better gosh, idea.
3: Crap. Time's up. Just
2: gonna guess that we haven't come up with a full blown plan, so let me just tell you guys just
3: gonna try to attack him again.
2: He All really time. just wants to retire. He doesn't need the key to do that. He needs you to use the key to help him get there. He's willing to let us control that. He just wants us to send him there. And if we're willing to trust that we're sending him to the right place, he's willing to trust us to do it. And by us I do mean you, Jr. Because I don't do magic.
3: Did he say anything about a waiver? What or did he say about he why does he want to go
2: back? He says it's not safe here. This world is toxic. I mean, frankly, I mean, I don't totally. <laughs> I, I get that. I don't know why it's toxic for him, but uh, isn't oof, that what you know. the consensus
1: said? Yeah, mm-hmm. it said this world was toxic. Yeah. It was trying to
2: find somewhere safe to live. I think our world has um, some issues. I think our town has some issues we need to sort out. Maybe we can get no, him.
1: No, Look, no, no, if, no, no. If-
2: I don't like. So we send him back to a world where it's full of all these things that can come back and hurt us.
3: Can they come back?
2: I don't think they can. That's why he needs something like the key to travel. How did- and he's not How taking the, the
1: key. How did the consensus
2: get here, though? How did any of them get here?
3: We've been operating under the assumption that things... I mean, we've learned about guardians and like portal sources of power where the membrane between this world and and another is thin. We've been assuming that everything has come from that world into ours. But if things have been around forever, maybe these are all things that are trying to find one of these places to get back. I love
0: that this conversation is taking place as this outlandish circus performances <laughs> just happening all over. Somebody's you. juggling around. No, sh- us. Sh- 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 oh yeah. Well, and like the clown and Eve are like circling you.
1: Just like one minute. Can you just like take like Chill. five fucking steps back? We're having
2: a conversation
3: Hold here. Very
2: distracting.
3: We're taking your we're taking your side for a dang second. Yeah.
2: I honestly <laughs> I, think, I think these are all great questions. I think if we get him to trust us a little more, he might give us a little more info because we're out of our element about what's wrong with our town. But something is clearly wrong. And I think there might be a leak between these worlds. And it sounds like um, they don't necessarily want to be here. And frankly, I don't want them here either. I'd rather send them back on our terms. So unless the gang has a better plan, I vote we send him to retirement.
1: I mean I don't like this at all but
2: I don't think we can
1: beat him in this state
3: he's got the cards right now I tried I did try to do a good
1: I know bite, you did and it you did. it
3: didn't go very well he's made of like rock or you something you did your
1: best though you tried and that's important
2: it's important to try it is
3: thank you i haven't tried my big knife ever
2: i somehow
3: I don't think. I don't think that's going to
2: yeah. work either.
1: But again, um, appreciate your willingness to try.
3: So this is a big question for you, Jr. Yeah. you're kind of in the in the middle of all this. Is there anything you want?
1: I don't feel like I have a lot of options. I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you that I don't like this. I don't trust this person. Mm-hmm. But I am feeling like there's not a lot of good options here.
3: Kind of got us against the ropes. Here. Yeah,
1: I'm going to tell you, Constance. Like I appreciate your optimistic view of the world. I don't think this is going to go the way we want it to, but I think it's the only thing we can do.
2: Well, it's that or it's all of us die, so I'm going to go with um, the one that has slightly better off.
3: (laughs) At least we die later.
2: Yeah. Hey, another 10 minutes. It's something. All right. And I turn and I look at the Dorian faceless Gumby man.
1: I go, you got yourself a deal
0: he takes one
3: single long stride uh, and he's standing so in front creepy. of you so creepy
1: that's so fucking creepy can
3: we put a bylaw in this deal just cut oh that out oh
2: god it's also just really it's just who irritating
3: I am. sure
2: i do have to ask when you say toxic what do you mean what's toxic about our world what's here that doesn't work for you
0: it's what's not here
2: so what's missing magic no. Interesting.
0: He holds out his hand to you, JR. Every pact I've made here will be null and void. I will return to my sanctuary. You will open the door. You will secure my residency there. And you will never see me again. You may keep the key once the deed is done.
3: I like about 70% of that
2: deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, 70% of it is great. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. Oh wait, and I I have one last question. I'm like, you're not the first and I doubt you'll be the last being that has come here disappointed in the toxicity of this world. How do we prevent this from happening again?
0: You know, normally I don't give away free advice, but as a sweetener. They didn't come here.
2: Somebody brought them.
3: Uh
0: Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: shit. okay, that makes sense.
0: Now, what'll it be, JR?
2: Is this gonna hurt me or kill me to
1: help you with this?
0: It'll probably kill you not to.
1: Okay, that was not the question that I asked. The question that I asked was, will it kill me or what hurt me Dorian? to help you back home and quote-unquote establish residency?
0: There are dangers there. <sighs>
1: If I die, does that void your residency?
0: JR, I know we've had our ups and downs, oh but I bear God. you no ill will.
3: I don't want you dead. I put a big <laughs> paw on your shoulder. I got you back.
2: I touch your leg and <laughs> <when> I say <laughs> me too.
1: It,
3: it leaves a bloodstain.
1: <laughs> All right, well, let's do this. I reach out and shake his hand.
0: You shake Dorian's hand and feel a small pinprick on your palm. All of the lights go out, and the three of you feel the world fall away. And outside, we see the Hollow Circus Big Top Ten crumple up on itself and disappear.